Welcome to season two of Something Ventured, Something Gained, Tales from an AEP. I'm your host, Catherine, a teacher at an AEP. If you're unfamiliar with AEPs, stick around. You might learn something interesting. If you work at an AEP, stick around. You might be able to relate or learn something to take back to your campus. This podcast is designed for staff, students, parents, guardians, and the general public. Season two, episode one, brand new year. Quick note, If this is your first time joining us, I highly encourage you to check out Season 1, Episode 1 first. It will give you a broad introduction to our campus and review some terminology with which you may be unfamiliar. And then please, join us back here or any other episode of your choosing. I do hope you enjoy this episode, whether you've listened to the first one or not. In Service The beginning of the year can be an exciting, anxiety-inducing, frenzied time in the world of education. As much as we love the idea of greeting new faces, there's always so much to do. For those of us who somehow manage not to do enough over summer, is it ever enough? There's a special time right before the year starts dedicated to preparation. We call this magical time in-service. In theory, in-service is time set aside by the school district for teachers to work in getting their classrooms ready and their first week of content prepared while being paid. In reality, in some places, it is primarily a week of trainings and meetings that will supposedly increase every teacher's ability exponentially. At Venture, it's a decent mixture of both. The training designed specifically by our admin for our campus is usually helpful. The stuff that comes down from the district itself can feel a little repetitive. And for the most part, we all get the time we need to spend in our rooms doing the things that will tangibly make our first day and first week run more smoothly. I am well aware how blessed I am to work at a campus where our admin genuinely value the work that we need to do to be our most effective teacher selves. Obviously, there are meetings and trainings that have to be done. Wherever possible, though, if we express a need for time or resources to prepare for the first day, they take care of us. I am also one of the lucky few who has not had to move very often in my six years here. I moved after my first year, and then again this year. Moving necessitates a whole different level of planning time. There is legitimate classroom setup to be done to ensure your students feel comfortable and welcomed. I am not a decorator by any means, but I do like to put a personal touch on my room. So having a minimum of a whole day or two days uninterrupted has been useful beyond measure. That's to say nothing of the time we have at the end of the year to pack stuff up so it can be ready to be moved. I want to take a moment and say that what we have at Venture is somewhat unusual. 
at least based on the comments and posts I see in various teacher forums. And I promise this segment is not intended to make it seem like the week before school is all sunshine and roses. We have our own struggles that are different from other campuses, which I will get to. But I wanted to make sure and address the part of our preschool activities that weren't so bad. And I feel real sympathy for those of our compatriots that have to spend more time sitting at a table listening to someone else talk than in their rooms the week before school. Now, onto the stressful side of what we do before the first day of school. If you listen to season one, you should be familiar with the fact that we have two sets of responsibilities, teacher and advisor. And we'll hopefully have guessed by now that back to school stress is usually centered around our advisory capacity, at least for me. Even if I haven't updated my curriculum every way that I wanted to, having it preloaded from the year before means there really isn't content to worry about on day one. So I focus more on advisee schedules, credits, and the best way to get to know them. Insert groan over icebreakers here. In my defense, we don't really do traditional icebreakers in my advisory until this year. Um, admin wanted to make sure that there was some minimum level of engagement in all advisory classes on day one to set the expectation that we would have something engaging to do each day. It's only 15 minutes, so it's pretty easy to fill the time. Plus, as I mentioned last season, there are tons of SEL activities and being part of the PBIS committee, I try to make sure that those are available to all staff. But that makes it equally easy to let the kids have a hangout period while you catch up on stuff. If a venture teacher tells you they have never used an advisory period for this purpose, they are lying. We all definitely have. Now, I do my best to use that time as effectively as possible, and I'm successful about 90% of the time. And when I feel we need a break, I try to move us into a healthy class discussion that's fun instead of playtime on phones. But we are all human. Anyway, back to preparing for advisees. Some of them will be returning. Great. One fewer thing to worry about. All that really needs to happen is a schedule check to make sure they were put in the correct classes based on credits completed in spring and or summer. New advisees are a bit of a different ball game. We wholeheartedly trust that our counselor has placed them in the correct classes based on their transcripts and whatever other official documents the office received. And they receive a binder during intake to keep track of their pacing guides. It also has an advisory tab with a sticker chart for credits. For me personally, the biggest thing I need to do is emotionally prepare. I love my job, I love my students, I love meeting new students. However, since there are usually at least a few advisees who carry over from the previous year, I always feel a little hesitant about new advisees coming in. I wish there were some way to truly explain it. It's almost like I get shy and reserved all over again with each new advisee. We kind of have to do the little getting to know you song and dance. 
I feel my job as an advisor is to love, protect, and advocate for the students who get added to my advisory on day one. And it really isn't a hard thing to do, but it requires emotional labor. Labor that I spent the last school year expending on other people that I'm pretty well attached to at this point. So for my in-service week, I hype myself up and create their folders and try to look through the notes we have. Anything I can do to really get some insight before they walk through my door. All of this to say, my in-service was prioritized in the following order. Get moved, get my desk set up, make sure everything is accessible in Canvas, prepare to get to know my new advisees, review students new to my class, attend trainings and meetings, and then create new content. Overall, the week and a half of in-service went well for me. I didn't quite get moved all the way out to a new temporary, but we'll cover that in a different segment. Goal setting. I'm trying a somewhat new thing this year, and I started it on the first day. I'm now having my students do daily goal setting. Due to the self-paced nature of our courses, students can find themselves falling behind without meaning to. They may decide they need a small break from the course that day for whatever reason, and they choose to use the class period doing something else. I mean, it's only one day, what could it hurt? And then it happens again, or they get stuck and don't want to ask for help, so they take significantly longer to finish an assignment than it traditionally would take according to their pacing guide. But the daily goal setting has really helped to put all of those pauses and moments of stuckness into perspective. Each day, they come in and grab their grade sheet and a sticky note. The grade sheet is to mark off the completed assignments for me to see so I can go into Canvas and grade them. The sticky note is to set a goal for what they reasonably feel they can accomplish in that class period based on their pacing guide. I check their goal to make sure it is reasonable and measurable. For example, a goal that says, quote unquote, read Othello, isn't measurable. I will ask a question like, how much of Othello do you think you can read this period? Then we'll adjust their goal if necessary. So it will likely go from read Othello to finish reading act two of Othello. At the end of the period, they write on their sticky note whether they met, almost met, or didn't meet their goal. And then the sticky note gets placed in the corresponding area of my room, i.e. the the filing cabinet face that says met, almost met, or didn't meet. The final step is the reflection the next day. After the student has set their goal for the new day, when I come to do my check, I ask a question or two about their goal from the day before. This makes sure that this day's goal is reasonable and targeted and uh, quite possibly relevant to the goal they set the day before. So if they did not meet their goal the day before, was it because we were on our phone? Were we too tired? If they did meet their goal plus more, are we maybe not setting challenging enough goals? So on and so forth. 
this whole system has really helped to keep more students closer to being on track in my course. My class average at the moment is a 7% difference between actual progress and expected progress. And that's an average. I have two big outliers that had some attendance issues and are double blocked. So they're like six weeks behind, which kind of messes with the curve. I wish I could take credit for this system because of how effective it is. The real genius behind this is Mrs. Bruton. You heard from her during the interview segment on the Holdsworth episode. Our classes are small enough that it really only takes a few minutes to do the check-in process with the students on current goals and the reflective questioning on the goal from the day before. It also allows me to give them genuine feedback. Both the student and I can be very specific in what did or did not get accomplished. And the fact that I grade daily also keeps them from trying to pull a fast one by saying they finished something they haven't. I feel very confident saying this will likely stay a part of my classroom routine for the foreseeable future. Room assignment. I said I would come back to the moving thing And here we are. During our time at Holdsworth, it was mentioned that we might not have all of our temporary buildings on time. I told my principal that I didn't mind holding off on moving into mine. I will be moving into a temporary that has housed our AFJ ROTC. They utilized most of the temporaries on that side of the building, but the specific one I'm moving into was for uniforms and drill weapons. That means it has to follow very specific protocols for safety. The weapons may be fake, but they look real enough that their theft could prove incredibly dangerous for the holder. Given that it would require a lot of effort to get them into a different secure location, I opted to stay inside the building until all of our temporaries had arrived and they can be safely stored in the new ROTC room. As of right now, It looks like I might be getting out to my new room in October, and I'm very excited. However, I'm also glad that I had to spend a little more time inside the building. I ended up sharing a room with our new business teacher, Mrs. Stringer. She used to be our guidance tech, but she went and got certified to teach. So I've known her for a while, but it has been a lot of fun sharing a room with her. I feel like we've really gotten to know each other as people, or at least I feel that way. Um, Stringer, if you're listening, I hope you think so too. Plus, she teaches more traditional teacher-paced classes because she has some of our new ninth grade pilot program students. So it has also been interesting to watch her work and watch her grow more comfortable and confident as a teacher. Despite the fact that we have two very different things happening on each side of the room, we make it work. There have been no major issues thus far with sharing the space. We do have a divider up just to remove the visible distractions of having different learning occurring. Other than that, it feels almost like a co-teach room. I'll probably miss this setup very much when I move outside. (laughs) 
Department head. This segment didn't originally appear when I began typing up my show notes. I rushed to add it before recording. I had indicated my interest in being the department head for our English department at the end of the last school year. There were a lot of moving parts to be sorted out before interviews could take place this year. Most of them revolved around the combining of two campuses into one. Well, we just had the interviews last week and I was informed today that I got the job. I have no idea how things are going to go. It is something that I really want to do and I will show up every day and give 100% to my team. I want them to feel like they can really count on me to advocate for them to admin. And I want them to feel comfortable coming to me with any issues or concerns even if they're about me. I will definitely keep you updated on that front. Wrap up and looking ahead. I want to thank you if you made it to the end of this episode. So far, the school year has gone well, even though we're only a few weeks in. We have already had graduations, which I've shared as my favorite part of the week. My advisees are settling in really well to the new year, and they seem to be making good progress. I can't wait to share with you all how the rest of the year goes. And looking ahead, I'm very specifically excited to talk about Operation Graduation. It will get its own feature in the next episode. Happy August, everyone. This has been Something Ventured, Something Gained, Tales from an AEP. Written, hosted, and edited by Catherine. Please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And please like and or comment to let us know what you think.